Welcome in to the Chief Zone Podcast. My name is Farzine Vesugian, and this is the last podcast before a Chiefs game is on your lovely television screens. Yes, that's right. Kansas City Chiefs football is back. Very excited. Yes, it's the preseason. I know, you know, by the time the third quarter arrives, the excitement will probably decline, but nonetheless... Football is football. I'll take it. I spent some of my Thursday evening watching some of these preseason games. Uh, Daniel Jones looked really good. That was a lot of fun. Um, So watch some of the preseason there. I'll take it, man. Either way, uh, this is probably the most anticipated Chiefs season I can recall in a long time. So very excited for that. And we've got a lot to talk about. Morris Claiborne has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. What does he bring to the table? 10 Chiefs players that I am going to keep a close eye on, and so should you in this preseason game, assuming these 10 players will be available in Saturday's game. Andy Reid also was on Sirius XM NFL Radio, talked about how long Patrick Mahomes is expected to play in Saturday's preseason contest. We'll talk about that, all of that, and much more on this episode of the Chiefs Zone Podcast. I am going solo once again on this episode. Zach uh, was going to come back uh, for this episode, but had something come up. Uh, I did speak to him, however, and he does plan on returning for Sunday's podcast. Sunday's podcast will be out sometime during the afternoon. It's going to be a lot like this episode. We're not going to do do the closing segments. Uh, This is kind of... I I don't want to use the word preview. You know, I've done this podcast for so many years, and I've always done quote-unquote previews differently every preseason uh, because we're not going to break down the game and talk about, you know, the Bengals' offense and the de- defense against Kansas City's offense and defense. I mean, that's not what the preseason is about necessarily. That's more for regular season stuff. The preseason, you're trying to get your feet wet with the starters, but there are also a lot of players that you're trying to keep an eye on and see where you put them on, on the depth chart. Uh, should they be starting come September and... For some players, it's about trying to make a roster spot. So we'll talk about that, of course. Uh, so we'll break that down. But nonetheless, uh, for this preview episode, it's just going to be me. We're not going to do the closing segments. But for Sunday afternoon, uh, which is when you can expect the podcast, uh, we'll recap it then. And Zach will be back. We're going we're gonna to basically recap the preseason game, what we saw, what we thought, uh, who uh, made the... Most of their opportunities, whose stock went up, whose stock went down, all of that and more with the Chiefs and the Bengals game. We'll recap it on Sunday afternoon with Zach Steganga. Facebook.com slash Farzin Vesugian. That is my Facebook page. You can also follow me on Twitter at Farzin21. Also follow Zach on Twitter at ZSteganga. And call in, leave a voicemail, or text the podcast 913-808-2119. Again, 913-808-2119. One nine, And make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean. And make sure you share the podcast links on social media with your friends. It helps the podcast out greatly. Much appreciated for those who have been doing so. All right, before we get into uh, the news about Morris Claiborne and talk about the 10, 10 Chiefs players that we should keep an eye on for Saturday's game... I wanted to mention this. Uh, I told you guys on Facebook and Twitter that I would have the details for uh, for the giveaway on this episode, and that is exactly where we're going to discuss right now. 
the Mahomes Magic Crunch giveaway. So for those of you who live in Kansas City and if you just missed out, if they sold out in your area or if you don't live in the Kansas City metro area and you had absolutely zero shot at getting one of these Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal boxes. I never thought I'd be giving away cereal on this podcast. Never ever did I think I would do that. I know we've given away signed photos, signed footballs, uh, a lot of things. Never that I think we'd ever give away cereal. But yes, here we are doing it on this podcast. We're going to be giving away uh, two Mahomes Magic Crunches. One on Facebook, one on Twitter. Uh, For those wondering, when am I going to do this? It's going to be on Monday, August the 12th, and it's at 4 p.m. You don't, don't worry, you don't have to be at your computer or on your phone right at 4 p.m. It's not one of those first come, first serve type of things. I'm going to provide a 48-hour window for this. Uh, so again, you don't have to be there, again, right at 4 o'clock as soon as I post this. You guys will have plenty of time. This is 4 o'clock Central Time, by the way, to be clear. I'm going to upload a photo on Facebook and Twitter. It's going to be a photo of the Mahomes Magic Crunch. You've seen me post this photo a couple of times already. Uh, And it's not necessarily going to be like a trivia contest or or anything. It's going to be simply uh, on Facebook, on that same post at 4 o'clock, comment on that post by tagging three of your friends. You must also share the photo, and you must also be liking the page. So... Do those three things. Comment by tagging three of your friends. Share the photo. And you must be liking the, uh, n- not the post, but the page itself. Facebook.com slash Farzimusugian. That is how you can be eligible to win the Mahomes Magic Crunch through Facebook. As far as Twitter, just a simple retweet and a follow and you'll be eligible to win there. Again, you're allowed to participate on both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, no restrictions there, but I'm not going to pick the same winner for both social media posts, just to be clear. Uh, unless someone is using their burner account and they I, I somehow end up picking you twice, then I guess you get away with it, as long as I don't know about it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you can't participate for both, as long as you follow the rules for the contest for both of them in order to win, then you will be eligible. Winners will be randomly picked. Also, the winners must be in the United States, so I do apologize. I know we've got some international listeners, uh, international Chiefs fans who are listening in, and obviously you guys missed out, but I apologize. Uh, Keep in mind it's a free giveaway, and international shipping is going to cost a bit more. Uh, It's already cost me a few bucks just to ship it out, so I am going to keep it within the United States uh, so, uh, winners must be in the United States. Uh, again, I'm going to provide a 48 hour window. I will contact the winners, uh, after the 48 hours, and then I'll announce them, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, and I'll give them uh, a few days to respond. If they don't respond within two weeks, I guess, then, uh, I'll, Pick another name out of the hat. Uh, well, not out of the hat. It'll just be randomly picked. Uh, here's what I will say. I'm a little nervous doing this contest, this giveaway, because I mentioned this last episode. The last time we did a giveaway, uh, it's, been, it's been several years, but a lot of complaints. A lot of people complaining that they didn't uh, they didn't win. And I mean, I'd love to give hundreds of these giveaways. I, I, I'd love to make all of you guys winners, but that's not the reality of it. I don't have, I can't be giving away something to everyone. Just not, just, just not reality here. 
Uh, so I, I'll admit I was pretty upset about that, and that made me not want to do a giveaway. So I'm begging you guys, don't make me regret this. If this all goes smoothly, we will give away more of the Mahomes Magic Crunch. I have, I have, I, I have more than two. I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. I have more than two to give away, and I'd love to give them all away. So again, for Facebook, comment t- by tagging three friends, share it, and you must be liking the page. You must be doing all three of those things. Very simple, very easy. On Twitter, very simple, very easy as well. Just a follow and a retweet, and you'll be eligible to win. Sounds good? Capiche? So go ahead, and that will again be August the 12th. Monday, August the 12th, 4 p.m. It'll be uploaded on Facebook and Twitter. So enough about that. Moving on now to Kansas City Chiefs news. The biggest news this week, the Kansas City Chiefs have signed suspended cornerback Morris Claiborne, played with the Dallas Cowboys, also with the New York Jets. He was the first-round selection in 2012, sixth overall by the Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, a lot of expectations going in, but if you guys remember that 2012 draft, that was the one where not a lot of good players uh, from that draft class. Uh, by the way, this is uh, this is actually interesting. The Chiefs actually did sign EJ Manuel earlier this offseason, uh, also a first-round pick from the 2012 draft class. Uh, they obviously have Eric Fisher. And then you have EJ Manuel, who did sign, but then I believe he retired. Uh, did not want to play football anymore. And now the Chiefs have Morris Claiborne, also, again, from the 2012 draft class. Uh, by the way, he ha- he is actually very familiar with a couple of Kansas City Chiefs on the current roster right now. He played with Anthony Hitchens in Dallas. He played with Darren Lee in New York. And... He played with Tyron Matthew at LSU, so he's got some familiarity with some of these defensive players right here. He's played with these guys before, uh, professionally, collegiately, so it is nice to have a familiar face on this roster. It's not like he's going coming into a brand new system not knowing anyone whatsoever. Uh, he's got some teammates that he's very familiar with, so that is good to see right there because that kind of rapport... Uh, coming into a team, it, it, it can really help. And, you know, a guy like Tyron Matthew, maybe he can translate things a little bit better depe- depending how defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo uh, verbalizes something to, to Morris Claiborne. Maybe Tyron Matthew can explain a little bit in a way and say, hey, look, this is how we did at LSU. It's very similar to what we're trying to do right now in this way. Uh, Anthony Hitchens, Darren Lee, they can do the same thing as well. But generally, I, I would assume Tyron Matthews is probably going to spend a lot more time with Cla- with Claiborne because they're both on the secondary there versus how Hitchens and Lee are in uh, part of the linebacking court. But nonetheless, that doesn't mean you can't ever interact with those guys and maybe uh, give them some advice or maybe help them out a little bit in certain situations. Uh, but I think it'll be more of Tyron Matthew that maybe helps him out with this transition and tries to maybe explain things, uh, how it was done at LSU and how they try to do it in Kansas City, if there are certain similarities or maybe some differences that he can pick up there. So that kind of familiarity is definitely nice to have. Uh, it, you know, it's good when you have a former defensive coordinator or a former position coach that you are reuniting with. But at the same time, I kind of think, you know, reuniting with someone personnel-wise, uh, someone who you played with before, I think that can be good in a different way because, I mean, those are guys that you spend a lot more time with versus the coaches. 
So that's good to see Morris Claiborne coming in here with uh, some guys he's definitely familiar with, especially Tyron Matthew being part of this Kansas City secondary. Now, I did mention that he is currently suspended. He's suspended for the first four games of the regular season uh, for violating the league's substance abuse policy. Uh, He went unsigned for a majority of the offseason and stayed on the market, and that was with the belief that uh, it was because of the suspension that he had been dealing with. Uh, Claiborne, who is... 29 right now. He had a career high two interceptions last year. One of them went back for a touchdown in 2018 with the Jets had 10 pass breakups tied for 13th in the league according to ESPN stats and info. Now here's the biggest problem that Claiborne has had in his career. He missed 33 games in five years with the Dallas Cowboys. That includes 12 games in 2014, but with the Jets, he only missed two games in 2017 and 2018 combined, so he's gotten better about his health lately while he was in New York, and hopefully that carries over in Kansas City, assuming he makes the 53-man roster, and I think he's got a good chance, and I'll explain why a little later on. Uh, In his career, not the most eye-grabbing numbers, and I know what I just said. I think he has a good shot at making a, making the team, but these stats don't necessarily make a case for that. Seven interceptions total in his career, one forced fumble, four fumble recoveries, and two defensive touchdowns in his career since 2012. Uh, if you look at Pro Football Focus's rating, his overall average rating in six seasons is a 61 uh, overall grade. In 2014, he did not receive a grade. Uh, because he only played four games that year. As I mentioned earlier, he missed 12 games uh, uh, in 2014 with the Cowboys. Uh, a majority of the time, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Claiborne does start when he plays. So Kansas City's getting a football player, a cornerback, with a guy that has a lot of starting experience. 77 total games in his NFL career. Not the most ideal given that he's missed a lot, but that is what you have to deal with right now. That's what he has under his belt. 77 total games. 73 of them he has started. 77 total games he's appeared in. 73 total starts. Only four games in his career he has been available for and did not start. So this is... Again, I know he hasn't been the greatest cornerback in the NFL. Certainly far from a Marcus Peters or... um, any other good cornerback you can think of uh, that's recently played in Kansas City. I mean, Kendall Fuller, yeah, he, he, he was pretty good uh, playing on the outside last year for Kansas City versus being a nickelback, uh, which was a surprise given how he did very well at the nickelback position in Washington. But uh, Claiborne does have a lot of starting experience, and that does bode well for a defense. And not only that, look at this Kansas City defense right now. Who do you have at cornerback? You don't have a lot of depth at that position. This is an area where you have Tremont Smith going from cornerback to running back. And who do you have right now at cornerback? You've got Bashad Breland. You've got Kendall Fuller. Charvarius Ward. After that, without looking at the depth chart, can you name any other guy on this on this team at cornerback, it's it's kind of hard to come up with names at this point. The most notable name that probably comes to mind would be Rashad Fenton, the sixth round draft pick. He's he's got some ability as a as a return man, but let's be honest that that area is also very crowded. So uh, he he's got probably an uphill battle trying to make the team. Uh, I'll read the list for you, by the way. Demontre Wade. 
who was an undrafted free agent last year, Herb Miller, undrafted free agent this year, Mark Fields, uh, Andrew, uh, excuse me, uh, Andrew Soros, a safety, uh, Dakari Monroe, uh, these are all guys who were undrafted free agents this year, and Michael Hunter, he is, uh, not a not a rookie this year, but was available in 2019 for the Chiefs to sign. So th- those are your cornerbacks right now. Again, not the greatest list of cornerbacks to have on an NFL roster. So Morris Claiborne already probably leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of these guys right now on the depth chart. Because Kansas City, and I say the word depth chart, but when you look at the depth at cornerback right now, who do you have? Not a lot of guys. So I think Morris Claiborne's chances of making this team, and I know this is a very bold statement to make because he's not going to play in the preseason this Saturday, and he's probably going to be on the sidelines for a couple of practices before they give him the pads and helmets so he can go out there and and learn the defense and and practice with the rest of the team. Uh, But I still think even then, this is a guy who probably has a good shot at making the team because... The Chiefs don't have a lot of depth at this position right now. The way I see it, maybe Morris Claiborne is going to be a healthy scratch for the first couple of games of the season. Maybe not, but I, I think it goes down that way. But once you know one or two games, one or two weeks pass by uh, into the 2019 season, I think at this point, Morris Claiborne is the guy that you have to start playing on your football team. And if you feel like... The rest of your cornerbacks are not doing very well. Maybe you do give him the starting nod. Again, 73 of his 77 games, he has started. So this is a guy that has a lot of starting experience. Yes, he's missed a lot of games too. Uh, Not ideal, but uh, compared to what you have right now, Morris Claiborne is one of the best cornerbacks you've got on your football team. Again, I know that sounds very crazy, but that is what you have right now with your cornerbacks. By the way, uh, Ian Rappaport reporting from uh, NFL Network that it's a one-year deal worth up to $3 million. All right, I know a lot of you guys are going to be watching the preseason game on Saturday. Now, I think a valid question is, how long are you going to watch for? Uh, are you? Is it going to gauge your interest for the fir- entire first quarter? Are you going to watch afterwards? A lot of you guys are probably wondering how long the starters, starters excuse me, are going to be in for Andy Reid was on uh, Sirius XM's NFL channel, and in an interview he did, uh, Sirius XM's NFL channel, they've been going around to as many training camps possible, trying to cover all 32 teams. And on Wednesday or Thursday, I can't uh, I can't remember which day, they uh, visited St. Joe for Chiefs training camp, and they interviewed a lot of players. One of the, and of course they they speak to Andy Reid, and one of the things Andy Reid mentioned. Uh, he was asked about Patrick Mahomes' availability in uh, in the in the first preseason game for Kansas City, and he mentioned that Patrick Mahomes will play the entire first quarter. And here's my thing: I've said this several times this off season. My only concern right now with this offense is the offensive line. Uh, I've got a couple of question mark question marks there with that offense right now uh, at the line, but other than that. The only serious concern I have with this offense right now is an injury to Patrick Mahomes. Look, I don't care when it happens. If you get injured in the preseason or in week one or in week 17 when you are getting ready for uh, a big playoff push, injuries absolutely suck 
And, you know, people will complain about preseason injuries because they're not meaningful games. But, I mean, who's to say a week one injury isn't just as frustrating? Or a week 16 or 17 injury? I mean, look at the, look at the Oakland Raiders with Derek Carr in 2016. I know the Chiefs swept the AFC West. However, the Raiders did have a one-game lead on Kansas City. And when Derek Carr went down with an injury, that completely opened the door wide open for Kansas City to take that division back from the Raiders, which is exactly what happened in Week 17 when the Raiders lost to the Broncos and the Chiefs beat the Chargers. And not only that, I believe the backup quarterback for the Charger or for the Raiders, excuse me, also suffered an injury. And in the playoffs, the Raiders put in their third-string quarterback, who was a rookie. And obviously that didn't bode well against that Texans defense at the time. So, you know, here's my thing, man. To me, the preseason is, they obviously don't count, but they matter. You know, you want to see Patrick Mahomes go out there and toss the football out to a few guys here and there, to Travis Kelsey for a big play, Tyree Gill for a big play, that'd be nice. But it's like, at the same time, do you really need to see Patrick Mahomes in the preseason, how much of them do you really need to the point where you're you're going to have them for the entire first quarter? And I know that third preseason game, that's the famous tune-up game for NFL teams. And to me, it's like, I, I don't know if I need Patrick Mahomes because in the, thir- in the third preseason game, the starters are playing into the third quarter. And to me, it's like, I don't even know if I want to see Patrick Mahomes even that long in any preseason game whatsoever. Um, I've never paid so much attention to this because this is obviously the first time since Joe Montana that the Chiefs have had a superstar quarterback. Uh, you know, one thing I want to do this preseason, I want to pay attention to Patriots games because I want to see how long Tom Brady is playing. How long does Bill Belichick keep Tom Brady on the field? Because even I, again, I know that third game is the, is the tune up game, but even then do you seriously need to see Tom Brady, quote-unquote, tune up? I mean, I don't know anyone who who needs Tom Brady to prove something to to anybody. I just, don't, I just don't see the logic in that. It's like, what does Patrick Mahomes have to prove? And I'm not saying Mahomes is perfect. And look, Brady didn't have a great year last year either, but let's be honest, it's Tom Brady at the end of the day. Even... When he's not having a top five type of season, he still finds a way to win a championship or get to the championship. And again, I think there are things Mahomes needs to work on. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this guy's an A-plus player and he's got nothing to, to worry about. He's perfect. No mistakes whatsoever. He made a few mistakes last year and I think he'll improve on that. But even the best of the best uh, make a mistake here and there and they struggle at times. But uh, to me, it's like, I don't want to see Mahomes play so much in the preseason. I, I just don't. Um, because of fear of an injury. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be that guy, but truly, at the end of the day, that is my biggest fear with Patrick Mahomes. Um, I know there's some conditioning that you got to have to go along with these preseason games because if you just bench him for four preseason games and he shows up for week one in Jacksonville, well, it's like, you know, this guy's... Uh, you know, he he, he he doesn't have any warm-ups whatsoever going into this game. So you do need the preseason for a few repetitions. Don't get me wrong there. I just don't know if I care to see too much of that. I know in years past, we've always said, hey, look, 
I hope Alex Smith is playing for a while. I hope Andy Reid leaves the starters on the field because we want to see these games. We want to be entertained for as long as possible. Whereas now it's like, look, screw the entertainment, screw selling tickets and all these other things. Uh, And not that coaches and players care so much about that. Uh, They know that there's probably not as much interest uh, in preseason games. I mean, they're not dumb. They know that these guys aren't getting as much attention in August versus September. But I just don't want to risk it. That's my only thing, man. Um, I'm sure. I, I'm sure this was the case in years past with Alex Smith, Matt Castle, Trent Green. To make sure, you know, the quarterbacks have a yellow jersey for a reason. But I, I promise you, now it's like that rule is now being emphasized ten times more because you have the best quarterback in the NFL on your football team right now. So uh, that's the thing that I'm kind of struggling with to make sure that the Chiefs. Just do everything they can to keep Patrick Mahomes healthy. Don't put him in harm's way. Not that you ever would. Um, but again, you you have to let him play. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, if you see a pass rusher coming at you, just throw the damn ball away. Who cares if it's going to be intentional grounding? I'd, I'd rather Mahomes take an intentional grounding play than get hit by a defensive player. Uh, you just never want to see that uh, ever, but more so in the preseason than the regular season. Let me know your thoughts. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. You can also send me a tweet at Farzine21+. Plus. You guys can always leave a voicemail or text in to the podcast, 913-808-2119. All right. Final part of the show, 10 players we need to keep an eye on in this Saturday's preseason game. Hit the music. Number one, probably a surprise to you guys, but I want to see him on this uh, on this list. I, I want to keep an eye on him. That is Tyreek Hill. He wasn't with the team all offseason. He made a lot of plays in camp so far up to this point. Let's see him make one big play in a live game against someone else uh, against the Bengals. Because when you keep doing it against your own teammates, okay, I mean, at, at, at some point you need to do it against someone else that's not on your football team. Someone that's actually going to play you 10 times harder. And a Bengals cornerback will do exactly that. So I want to see Tyreek Hill make one of those training camp highlight plays in this Saturday's preseason game. We'll see if he can do that this Saturday. Sticking with the wide receivers, how about McCole Hardman? So much hype around this guy. A lot of Chiefs fans are thinking that the team could have two Tyreek Hills. And that is never a good thing for any defense whatsoever. And look, if there's ever an injury, knock on wood, hopefully not. Uh, hey, you still have speed around the offense, but I want to see what McCole Hardman can show in this game. I hope he can have some, uh, since Patrick Mahomes is going to play the entire first quarter, hopefully we can see McCole Hardman and Patrick Mahomes hook up a couple of times. And uh, when you see Chad Henney out there, hopefully McCole Hardman can continue to be productive in this football game. So I'm going to I'm gonna keep an eye on McCole Hardman for this Saturday's game. Number three, sticking with... Rookies, drafted rookies, and specifically in the second round, how about Juan Thornhill? Uh, playing corner, uh, cornerback and safety, those two positions, uh, when it comes to the transition from college to the NFL, very, very difficult for rookies. Defensive backs have it very hard in the NFL already with that kind of transition. Uh, there's a lot going on with Thornhill. What he brings to the table, the speed he has, the ability to get a lot of interceptions and also get a lot of yards at the same time looking at the depth chart he's currently behind Dan Sorensen uh, and there's a lot of safety competition right now beside Tyron Matthew with Armani Watson Jordan Lucas there Uh, how does that all pan out Uh, when do we see Juan Thornhill and when he does get on the field what is he capable of 
that is something I want to keep an eye on in this Saturday's game. And going from the secondary all the way up front to the defensive line, Derek Naughty. I want to see what he's going to do. Uh, obviously, a third-round pick from a couple of years ago. We know what we are getting in Frank Clark and Chris Jones, and we know a little bit about Alex Okafor and Emmanuel Agua. They've had some success in the past. But what about the other uh, interior interior defensive lineman spot next to Chris Jones? Maybe Derek Natty, maybe Xavier Williams steps up. Not sure. But if those guys can contribute, Kansas City's defensive line is going to be very good in 2019. So I'm going to keep an eye on Derek Natty for Saturday's game to see if he can make uh, any big plays to impress Chiefs fans. Number five and number six are going to tie in together uh, the Mike linebacker, middle linebacker, Reggie Ragland, and the Will linebacker, Anthony Hitchens. Look, uh, I may have been one of the very few people, uh, definitely in the minority, that was really excited to see these two last year in 2018 because they were among some of the best linebackers in 2017, especially when it came to stopping the run. Raglan was very good in 2017, despite joining during the preseason and debuting a couple of games into the season. Hitchens was also very good that year in Dallas, but they both regressed heavily in 2018, which was a surprise to me. Yes, Raglan had 135 tackles, the fifth most in the NFL, but don't let that stat fool you. He was rated 92nd among linebackers. That currently shows on Pro Football Focus as the worst from 2018, though I could have sworn it was the second worst. Not sure why that's changed, but regardless, that is a very low rating, uh, of course. Uh, not very good. He and Raglan both missed a lot of tackles, and I want to see if they can show me something in Saturday's preseason game. Number seven, Carlos Hyde. I normally would not care to put a running back on this list, especially under an Andy Reid offense, but uh, look, I've seen a lot of fans on social media doubt Carlos Hyde and think that he'll be a surprise cut this, uh, this preseason. Uh, in fact, he was, I think, one of the very few offensive players who the Chiefs signed in free agency. Maybe the only free agent offensive signing that I can recall, just looking at the depth chart right now. So uh, I want to see what Carlos Hyde can do in this Saturday's preseason game. And another running back on this list, Tremont Smith. Again, I normally would not put running backs on here, but this is very interesting. Obviously a fast player being a kick returner, had a couple of big returns last year. He's switching from quarterback to running back. How does he handle that transition? That I'm very excited to see. Uh, probably will, will not see him in the first half, so it's going to be more so in the second half. Let's see what Tremont Smith does in Saturday's game. Num number 9, center Austin Ryder. Mitch Morris's departure, big, big, big blow to Kansas City's offense, especially at that offensive line. Patrick Mahomes will obviously have a new center to work with in 2019. How will the center quarterback snap exchange go for Patrick Mahomes and Austin Ryder? Will the center be able to block real well? Uh, how will he react? How will he block uh, as soon as he snaps up football? Uh, that's a very difficult position to play on the offensive line. Uh, how is he going to anchor this offensive line? That I'm curious to see from Austin Ryder. And number 10, the one I'm excited for the most, the third wide receiver on this list, Byron Pringle, undrafted free agent from Kansas State. So I know a lot of Wildcats fans who are listening in. Also very excited to see him. He's got incredible speed, almost as good as anyone else on this football team that's got great speed. I, I mean, from Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman, Put, put Byron Pringle on that list of fast guys. This guy's very fast. In last year's preseason game, he showed that. He had one catch for 16 yards in week one against Houston, one catch for nine yards against Atlanta, no stats in week three on offense, but in week four, 
He caught four passes against the Packers for 122 yards. The longest one went for 62 yards. He had another big catch for 40 yards. Unfortunately, that was the catch that ended his season before it could even start. It was a torn left hamstring injury that sidelined him for all of 2018. Uh, By the way, in that game, he also had a kick return. He fielded five yards inside the end zone, ran it back 47 yards to Kansas City's 42-yard line. So I'm very excited to see what Byron Pringle can do in this Saturday's game. This is a guy who did a lot in last year's preseason finale against the Packers. That was the game the Chiefs won 33-21, and Byron Pringle was a huge reason for that. He worked with multiple quarterbacks in that game and still managed to find success. Here's the thing about these guys that play in the preseason game uh, in the second half or in the fourth game when it's 99% of the time the backups. When you are going out there like a wide receiver and you're able to make big plays with different quarterbacks, that tells me that you're a very versatile guy and you can go out there and still deliver, still contribute no matter who is throwing the football to you. Now it's going to help If you have Patrick Mahomes throwing to you, although I don't know how much we'll see Mahomes and Pringle on the field at the same time. But what I do know is this is going to be a guy that needs to have a good preseason because coming off an injury, that can be very brutal. I know he's been very optimistic anytime he's had a chance to speak to the media and he's made some plays in in, in camp as well. But I want to see it in some preseason games starting this Saturday. Because I think this is a player who could be a secret weapon. I know a lot of people are excited for Demarcus Robinson, and I am as well. I know Demarcus Robinson is known mostly for that big touchdown play uh, against the Raiders, that which was the 50th touchdown pass that Patrick Mahomes threw in 2018. But let's not forget, Demarcus Robinson was also the same guy that helped really came through in that AFC Championship game. Uh, he made the final catch before the end of regulation to help the Chiefs get within field goal range. Uh, I know the Chiefs tried one more play uh, to try to seal that football game from New England, unable to do so before the end of regulation, but uh, Marcus Robinson did make that play. I know a lot of people are uh, are excited for Robinson, uh, as am I. McCole Hardman also. Uh, and I think, you know, Garrett Dieter, we'll see what he's going to do. Byron Pringle, I I, I think he's going to be a better receiver than Dieter. Oh, by the way, Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins are your starters on this football team. So this is a very crowded group of receivers. It's not going to be easy for defenses to stop this offense. It's just not. Because the way I see it with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, you've got running backs that you can just rely because it's Andy Reid's offense. Simple. You look to your right, you've got... Tyree Kill and McCole Hardman. You look to your left, you've got Sammy Watkins. You know, middle of the field, you've got Travis Kelsey. I mean, this guy has weapons all around. And then you look at the supporting cast that you have on your depth chart. Blake Bell, who I could have easily thrown in on this list. I guess I'll make him an honorable mention. I think Blake Bell's a very interesting guy to see in this year's preseason too. But assuming he makes the team, I mean, Blake Bell's a guy who's a notable name. And I think could thrive under Andy Reid's offense. You've also got Blake Bell on, on, on the depth chart. You've got Demarcus Robinson. You've got Byron Pringle. I mean, you have viable targets left and right and straight down the middle. There isn't any limitation with Kansas City's offense right now. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you've got players all across the board that can help out. 
So that, ladies and gentlemen, my list. Ten players, plus I, I did throw an honorable mention right there last second with Blake Bell. Uh, my list of players. Chiefs players to keep an eye on in Saturday's game against the Bengals. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to record the podcast early on Sunday morning. And therefore, the podcast will be out sometime Sunday afternoon. So if you guys want to text into the podcast or leave a voicemail, do so anytime after the game. I will remind you guys on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, make it real quick because we are going to record fairly quickly early on Sunday so we can get the podcast out on uh, Sunday afternoon. So text in 913-808-2119, 913-808-2119. I am on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vesugian. You can also follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. Again, a reminder, on Monday, that is August the 12th, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, we will do our Facebook and Twitter giveaways. Just simply follow the rules on there. I mentioned them earlier on the podcast. I will mention them clearly on the posts for both Facebook and Twitter. They're simple and easy. It's going to take a total of 10 seconds to do. So it's a very simple way of doing it just sharing it commenting follow retweet however it is facebook or twitter or again you can participate for both definitely can uh follow the rules and you'll be eligible to win i'll remind you guys again on sunday and again when i put out the posts on uh, facebook and twitter i'll uh, i'll elaborate on that again so be on the lookout for that that is when we will have the mahomes magic crunch giveaway once again 913-808-2119. That is the voicemail and text line for the podcast. Facebook.com slash Farzine with Sugin. Like the Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at Farzine21. You can also follow Zach at Z Stegging. He is going to be back on Sunday's episode. So Zach will make his triumphant return to the Chiefs on podcast this Sunday after the Chiefs and Bengals game. And hopefully we've got some good things to talk about. We'll talk about our biggest takeaways from that game. Plus, whose stock is going up? Whose stock has dropped? after Saturday's game. All of that and much more on Sunday's episode. Subscribe to the podcast, share the links. Until then, Chiefs football is back. Have fun, watch the game, be safe if you're driving to the game and driving afterwards. Enjoy the game, talk to you on Sunday.